you should at least look at some YouTube videos and figure out how to pronounce this guy's name since you've given him so much money. Do you not know that I'm talking? I guess that's your life on this show with me. How do you find weird loner types? He's like, I think we should both see each other naked to, just to get it out of the way, you see. Do you just hate my face? Because I'm always in the malls. Adulty thrillery! Good time! Oh, that's not for you. That joke is not for you, sir. Fark me, huh? So I thought it was just kind of funny that I'm like, up. Oh, now it's going to be, we want a Nintendo. We want a Nintendo. I'm like, yeah, that was the first system. Well, actually, it wasn't the first system I had. The first was the Atari 2600 way back when, and yep. you had that awesome, <laughs> awesome system. It yeah, Bally's machine. It was the yep. cheap cheap, cheap knockoff of an Atari 2600. Oh, with the awesome, uh, the the gun handle remote, like the controller was like kind of like a gun handle with a swivel thing on top. Yep. It was like a oh, gun yeah. with no barrel and yep. and a twisty knob on top that's, that moved around and a trigger. And every day, and we only had like, we had, uh, it came with like five games and I think we yep. might have had one or two more, but every day I would come home after school and I would watch Transformers and then I would go play Galaga until it was dinner time. Yeah, and you you also had Muncher because it wasn't Pac Man. You yeah. see, it was Muncher, <laughs> and there was a there was a old West type game like the two dueling yeah, cowboy cowboys. guys came out and shoot it out. Oh, that was so so much fun! I was so jealous of you, and I had Atari twenty six hundred, <laughs> but I'm like, yours is cooler because it's a gun handle with a weird little swivel thing, and your your Pac Man's called Muncher, which sounds better than Pac Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that old system. I even asked mom. Like in the last couple of years, if she still had that, she said, no, we sold it at a garage sale. And I'm just like, damn it. That oh, is something yeah, that, that is so rare. I, I wonder if you could even find that now, like on eBay or anything. Yeah. Especially one that like is functional, that works. Yeah. That's a, that's a long, real long shot. Yeah. Bally. So that was what it was called. And that was like, they only had a handful of games and that was it. Yep. Uh, and there was a weird cart or card or something that you put in there. I don't know. I just know that we had like one or two things that we could plug into it. And it, uh, they were lame. It was like the games that came with it were better. It was like one where you could paint or something, and you know, because we couldn't oh, go yes. s- spend like fifty or sixty bucks on a game that was outlandish, and you know, yeah, back then. Wasn't there one where you're like, uh, I I remember it. You were like kind of a, the dots would form into kind of a snake type thing, and you were trying to cut each other off. Um, and kind of a big grid, maybe, but I don't think so. I could be wrong on that, but I do remember we had uh, one that was like Defender, where you had the four bases at the bottom that were like shields, and then the aliens would move back and forth, and you could go out from under the shields. Yes. But Galaga was, that was my jam. I didn't care. I'm not kidding. I played that thing every day after Transformers till it was dark outside, and that's still uh, the greatest video game of all time for me. I I remember uh, me and Ned were out, uh, what were we doing? We were just going to get a beer somewhere and we went to uh it's right there by the mall in canton oh mulligan's pub mulligan's. they used to have a tabletop there yep they, they had, had a tabletop, tabletop galaga. galaga and i was like amazing and i sat down put a quarter in and i started playing and he was like dude you're really good at this and i was like ah yes this is my jam <laughs> he goes up you want another beer i was like yep he goes up to the bar and comes back with another beer and a handful of quarters he's like i just want to watch this <laughs> nice it was awesome I, I I I get upset if I don't reset the top score on a Galaga machine. Ah. I can play on one quarter for quite a while. Now, I'm sure that Bally system was not exact. I'm sure that the game was not called Galaga, right? 
I feel like it was, but I could be wrong. It's, I mean, the mechanics were identical. Hmm. So I figured I like Zal- Zalaga or Malaga <laughs> <Yeah>. or. <laughs> Seriously, well, if you, let me see here. Let's see what I know that I've. If I Google, if I do like a Google image search, Bally's arcade maybe machine. That's probably gonna not. I want the home machine. See, and I always thought that like Coleco and Intellivision, like Atari was low low end of the totem pole, and like your system, and then Intellivision and ColecoVision, those were the high end ones. That you know. Oh no, mine mine was the lowest of the low. But I'm I'm serious. I don't think this thing had a dozen games for it. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's it's for sale too. Massive Bally or Astrocade Retro, four hundred dollars. They went for it. Wow. And I'm guessing your mom and dad sold it for probably a couple bucks. Yeah, if that even. Bally Astrocade. Oh, yep, that is it. <laughs> ah, that's amazing. <laughs> Look at this, if you can see it. That's the one. Oh, yeah, I remember that thing. Now, let me see. Are, I want to see are... how many games it had. In the U.S., the introductory price was $299. The exact <laughs> price right now going for all the current systems. Yep. Uh... That would be the equivalent of $1,200 today, by the way. <laughs> wow. It had 8K of ROM. <laughs> oh, you see? <laughs> game library. That's what I want to see. Video games uh, of the future. There's, there's a couple dozen here. You see. Uh, yep, there's Muncher. I do not see a Galaga, so it must have been called something else. Astro Battle, probably. No, that's the Space Invaders one. Blast Droids. And then this thing came out... See, here's the other thing. I was born in 79. This thing came out in 1977. Wow. So that's one of the originals right there. Yep. I played that thing till those controllers broke. <sighs> that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just that thought it was interesting how we've come so far. I mean, I've got a PS4, and uh, the kids are wanting a Nintendo, and... <laughs> Good times. Yep. I'm over here with a PS3, and I'm like, I don't know if I need to go up any higher, because these graphics are insane, and I barely have time to play it anyway. And now everything has to be connected to the internet, and I'm like, give me a break. And that's one thing that I like about Nintendo, is that uh, it is connected, you know, you're still connected, but it's not to where games are specifically made, like, like the PS4. It's like, I'm playing the campaign on Battlefront 2, and I'm like, oh, good, it's two and a half hours long. The campaign's two and a half hours, but hey, at least there is a campaign. The first one, there was no campaign at all. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want some little 11-year-old blasting my ass, and I, I hate that. <laughs> oh, that sounded horrible. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I know exactly what you're talking about, though. and that, Those aren't, on, I don't play online games like that either. Yeah. Never. I, I have some games where I connect with other people, but it's it's never like that kind of game. You know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Anyway. That's yeah. annoying. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Nowhere to go but up from there. Um, yeah. I, after the ass blasting, let's let's get started on the roulette. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, how, how are things otherwise? Oh, now, good. That, now that we're into the show with the uh, blasted asses. Oh, oh, there's going to be many more asses that are blasted tonight. I mean, <laughs> oh, because the, the recently washed. Oh, wow. Wow. The, the recently watched things get very sticky. You'll see. 
Um, I have such a long list of recently watched that I highlighted the things I want to talk about most. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got things that uh, I would definitely want to hit on and other things that I'm going to try and skim over and we'll just see where it goes. But this is going to be pretty much just a review episode, right? Yep. We'll, we'll okay. do double headers, I think. That, that's usually the best way to go. Okay. But before but yeah, we do that... Are... Oh, go ahead. No, no, things are good. It's... Uh, uh, oh, so you... I was curious for your thoughts on that uh, anime that I booked, that uh, Mary and the Witch's Flower. Looks amazing. Doesn't looks that look great? Beautiful. Totally yeah. looks like Gimli, or Studio Ghibli? Oh, yeah, Ghibli? We're, we're already there. Oh, I, Studio. Great. <laughs> it looks like a Hayao Miyazaki production. How about that? It I'll does, the yes. more complicated route. But it, and uh, with due reason. I mean, he, the guy that had directed this and was one of the animators on it, or, I don't know exactly how much of a hand he had in it, but he used to... Work over there with Miyazaki, and then yep, uh, yeah, you can but tell too. It just reeks of that same style. Yeah, it looks so good, and I, I, I always try to get uh, Studio Ghibli movies at the theater, and this one here. While it's not a Studio Ghibli movie, I'm like, this is. It's not, but it for all, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, all. if you're gonna emulate something, might as well be something good. And yeah, it, and it's getting great reviews and. So I'm looking forward to that one. That's one where um, it was kind of a last minute thing because we're we're getting I Tanya this weekend, and um, which I think is going to do really really well. But uh, on its second week, I'm I'm going to want something a little bit lighter uh, and something more that we can get maybe more families in because from from what it looks like, I Tanya is going to be a pretty hard R rated movie. So <laughs> yeah, some good stuff coming out. Cool. I look forward to seeing that one. The, uh, well, both of those, but more so the animated one. Yeah. Yeah. And how are things on your end of the spectrum? Oh, good. Uh, I wish we could have recorded last night. That would have been awesome. But we're yeah. going to have another interrupt episode tonight as I'm be chasing the kids away. I'm sure everybody had enough laughs about that. Oh, but wow, I got was... them enough snacks and let the dogs out, and hopefully we it goes better this week. But uh, yeah, last night I, I was way too shot after my la- final thing at the dentist. I, I'm all caught up now, so that's yeah. good, but... Two hours in the dentist chair, I was like, one, my mouth hurts, and everything is numb. I could barely talk. And two, they're like, you can't drink for, sh- no alcohol for six hours. And I was like, well, fuck that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, anyway. Well, my ass is blasted and your mouth hurts. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta quit oh. coming up with the titles within the first five, ten minutes. <laughs> Blue Ruby Freaks! <laughs> no, I'm not gonna put that as a title. No way. No, that's... <laughs> Oh, I'm just wow. going to put that as the comments. Instead of listing everything we talk about, it's just going to be my <laughs> mouth hurts blasting? and ass yeah. blasted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, uh, let's let's try to get into some movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the roulette where we dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And last week it was The Vault up against Super Dark Times. And you're up first this week, sir. Okay, Super Dark Times is one that I had really, really been wanting to watch uh, from pretty much across the board, uh, solid to really, really good reviews. The trailer looked great, and uh, it's, I don't want to keep talking about the theater, but this is one where I I could have booked, but this was a day and date release, and for those of you listening that aren't, aren't in the know with... Uh, Movie theater lingo. Day and date means basically it is available on video on demand uh, slash Blu-ray, DVD, whatever, uh, as well as you can book it at the theater if you want. And I try to stay away from those if I can because 
it's so easy for, you know, for mankind to sit down in front of a TV and click buy or click rent for four bucks, whatever, versus driving out to a theater. So as much as I wanted to get this, uh, because it was a day and date, I thought, well, I'm going to hold off. But it popped up on Netflix relatively quick. And um, once you threw it on the roulette, I'm like, yep, that is all me. I can't wait to watch this. And I did. Um, and I, what a great way to start the year with roulette. This is a resounding, huge thumbs up and one that will, unless, unless um, I just go on a complete winning streak on roulette, this is definitely going to be in the top 10 possibly top five of the year. And this is the first one. Uh, basically, a quick breakdown of the story. Uh, a couple teenagers in the 90s, um, they uh, just, they they get into some teenagery things and it, a, an unfortunate event happens in the movie between the four of these kids. And uh, then there are repercussions. And I'm being very vague about the movie because it's best to go in kind of with a clean palette that you're not quite knowing what to expect, but uh, an unfortunate something happens and then it's all downhill from there. Um, and while this is not a feel good movie, this is such a well-made and well-acted movie that uh, I couldn't quit watching it. Hour and 40 minutes that flew by and it was very methodical. The first half of the movie um, and my, honestly, my biggest complaint about the movie is that at an hour and 40 minutes, it should have been two hours. That last, wow. the last, oh yeah, the last 20-ish minutes, uh, it went from being a slow burn, um, not dread, because this is not one of those movies, but just a slow burn like, oh, this is not going to end well. You know those types of movies yeah. where it's like, yeah. you know, there's no way of this ending well. Um, it it all of a sudden picked up steam a little too much to where it got a little bit too almost actiony, and I'm like, ah, you like, and it was fine. I like, I liked it, but it kind of switched gears a little bit towards the end till it's like, oh, we have to quick wrap this up now, and it it, it, it had to have I think a little bit more time to breathe, but uh, reminds me a bit of Stand by Me, and I don't want to say. Um, I, I was gonna say sounds like Blue Ruin. Yes, a little bit of Blue Ruin. Uh, a lot of Stand By Me, but obviously Stand By Me is, you know, set way back in the uh, 50s. This is very much set in the 90s, and they nail the 90s perfectly with the music, with the way people dress, with the technology of the time. Um, and for, a you know, an early teens acting movie, uh, man, the acting was really, really good in this. I mean, this had everything about this movie screamed this should have had a an art house theatrical run because this is not one that should just be dumped onto Netflix. This was a really solid movie. Um, and again, my biggest complaint was that they sped things up too much. Uh, and that's that complaint um, is not a huge complaint because I wasn't bored. In fact, I actually watched the last 15 minutes or so of the movie. I watched it again uh, just because it was really good. I'm like, I want to make sure that I got whatever thing, what, because it went so fast. I want to make sure I got, I got everything there. Uh, but uh, if they would have slowed things down a little bit and kept with the pace of the beginning, uh, this would have got this would have, this was this is teetering on four stars. But I gave it three and a half uh, because of the uh, the truncated ending. So there you go. That's my my uh, sounds like a great way to kick off the new year for roulettes. Anyway, it it was, and it's interesting. the The movie begins uh, with a very it's a very odd scene that doesn't connect well that doesn't really tie in with the rest of the movie. And it's really, it's off-putting almost. 
but I think that I'm curious what you would think of that because it has no relation to the rest of the movie yet. It kind of does with just the tone of the movie, I think, and just the uh, just how bad shit goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just weird. I'm like, okay, that that's an interesting and cool way to begin the movie, but it doesn't really tie in with the rest of the movie yet. It's still somehow. Uh, feels like it. Uh, it's hard. To, it's hard for me to explain without giving it away. So you I got you. To check it out. I got you. I will definitely check it out. Uh, okay, over on my side, the vault. A bank heist takes an unnerving turn when the three sibling robbers attempt to gain entrance into a subterranean vault with secrets. I'm not going to include that other word. I don't want to be spoilery, and this review won't take too long because you need to go into this movie as blind as humanly possible. I recommended it to TJ, and he went and watched it and loved it. I'm not quite to love with it, but I'm very, very, very like. And for a roulette, oh my god, yes. This was awesome. Yes, it starts off like a bank heisty movie, but there are twists and turns along the way. And it goes in some directions I absolutely did not see coming. And I really like that, as always. And I really liked the... I thought the writing was pretty good, as far as giving you enough detail about things, but then just flat out not telling you about other things and just letting it be a mystery, and I didn't care. I don't need to have everything explained to me. I don't need to know the backstories of every little detail. Uh, and this was one of those movies where that kind of writing worked, in my opinion. Uh, I think I'm going to wind up at about a 7.5 out of 10 on this one, right in that kind of area, where it's it's not like it knocked the wind out of me how much I loved this movie, but, you know, this was... This was a damn good movie. I quite yeah. enjoyed it. It would definitely be on a top ten of a roulette of the year, again, unless, like you say, we have a amazing picks for the rest of the year, which, ha, yeah, right. Uh, but for a roulette, and James Franco, once again, I really like him. I, I, thumbs up. Check this movie out. I, I, I dug it. And I know that you watched it, so what do you think? Yes, I did. Yes, I did watch it, and uh, I echo pretty much every single thing that you said. I, uh, I, again, I don't want to spoil the movie, uh, but I I like the shift in in this one here. I actually liked the shift in tone um, better than I did in Super Dark Times, where where it, it... speeds things up a little bit too much in the end. I like where this has kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, From Dusk to Dawn. Not necessarily, you know, uh, not, you know, two bank robbers and then they go into a titty bar that turns into a vampire place. But <laughs> Yes, but I know exactly I, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but it, it does shift it does shift gears and it works really, really well. And yeah, I like James Franco. I The villains in the movie, I... Uh, I loathed the two uh, ladies in it uh, when you're supposed to. And, I like the uh, one. I like the one, that? but I liked the one, but Taryn Manning, I think is her name. She's always kind of loathsome and everything I've seen her in. They always, she always gets cast in that role of like the meth head bitch. Okay. That's the one I hated her. Oh, yeah. I hated her character in this movie. That's what she does in like four seasons of orange is the new black. <laughs> oh, that's her, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she's a very, I know that I know, like she's a nice person as an actress. I've like stuff I've seen on Twitter and whatever. She seems and in interviews she seems like a very lovely person. But she keeps getting cast in these roles where she's supposed to be that way. So I I don't hold it. It's a little easier to swallow when you know that. Gotcha. But yes, I agree. I hated her character very much. Oh, yeah, I liked the yeah. other girl though. Yeah, I did too. She was I an Eastwood, too. I think. 
Yeah, I, that's a good movie, man. It's it had some great violence in it, um, good acting, good pace. Oh, okay. uh, another complaint. I thought that when it did shift gears, it okay. Let's go to Vague Town. It made a couple of statements with a couple of things where it's like, "Ooh, I want to see that kind of thing continue all the way through the end of the movie." And then I felt like the third act it kind of petered out a little bit and didn't really deliver on. Uh, the tone that it had set when it shifted. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. But there's some, oh, there's some good scenes in that movie. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my type of movie right there. That, especially a newer movie like that. It's, those are rare that a new movie that pops up on Netflix. That's that type of movie that I'm like, now that was kick ass. Most of the time it's like, yep, that feels like it should be on Netflix, a forgettable, whatever. That was that's definitely one to check out. That's yeah. actually one that I'll – actually, both of these movies I'm going to watch again at some point. Oh, yeah. I will too. Yeah. Well, Actually, I think Vault, Vault has a lot more replayability than Super Dark Times just because Super Dark Times, it's dark and heavy subject matter, whereas this is a, this plays it a little bit more as action-y fun. I got you. So, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, good movie. All right. Let's get on to the next round so we can get on okay. recently watched. Okay, so first up for you is a gray state. He targeted a growing surveillance and police state with a proposed movie. Was his death an act of government revenge? Um, it's a documentary. Um, so, it, and it's about the filmmaker uh, whose death, along with the deaths of his wife and daughter, sparked uh, alt-right conspiracy theories. Um, ex- uh, Werner Herzog executive produced the movie, which that... You know, that's why this movie is on there. Um, next up is Voyeur. Uh, this has been on the roulette before, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, legendary journalist uh, Gay Talese unmasks a motel owner who spied on his guests for decades, but his bombshell story soon becomes a scandal of its own. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, okay. Um, and last but not least, this was, I mean, this one here, I, we'll see. Um, five, five Harknado. Uh, attention, Flying Sharks. This is your fifth. Oh, give the full probably, title if you're going to put this thing on here. Oh, uh, uh, okay. It is Five Harknado Global Swarming. Um, it is TV 14. It's an hour and 28 minutes. It uh, is directed by Anthony C. Ferranti. And it does star Dolph Lundgren. Um, attention, Flying Sharks. This is your fifth, but probably not final warning. You're going to read the synopsis for this movie? Well, yeah. It's... Um, Go no, on. I'm good. No. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just thought it was very inventive and cool that a movie is called Five Harknado. Yes. Yes, that's great. <laughs> Farknado. <laughs> so, and I don't believe that you have to watch the other ones, but if you do feel so inclined uh, when you pick this... You can watch all of them, and you can chime in and kind of give us a full rundown of all of the Harknados. Oh, you're so. tempting me. So, And for you, <laughs> before I wake, uh, still mourning the death of their son, Mark and Jesse welcome foster child Cody into their lives. Soon they discover he has a strange ability, directed by Mike Flanagan, who I recognize the name. I want to say that Home Invasion movie. Yes, Hush. Hush, yeah. Stars Kate Bosworth, Thomas Jane. So you got some names there. And that's a Netflix original, I believe. Uh, Haunters, The Art of the Scare, documentary about haunted houses things I threw up last week. And lastly, stumbled across this little gem, maybe. 
Blackway. Menaced by a psychopath who's got the local cops scared, waitress Lillian turns to a mysterious old logger to help her turn the tables on her stalker. Starring... Anthony Hopkins, Julia Stiles, Alexander Ludwig, and Ray Liotta. Now, with that hmm. kind of cast, you can... Yeah, it's not bad, yeah. I'll watch about anything. Okay, well, I um, I think that uh, you, you sold me on Mike Flanagan. Uh, I've yet to watch any movie that I outright did not like from him. I believe I've watched every single movie of his. Uh, he made one of my favorite movies of last year, Gerald's Game. So I believe that this was made before then and kind of set on the shelf. But regardless, uh, that was an easy pick for me. And he, Thomas Jane's in this thing and Kate Bosworth. I mean, this has got a pretty good cast and good director and Netflix behind it. I'm like, yep, that's all me. I will also take the Netflix original with Voyeur. I watched ah. the trailers for all of these things. A gray state looks okay, but looks a little conspiracy nutter-y for me and depressing. Uh, might might still be good. I'm not entirely saying no to that. And uh, Farknado, I think, just... <laughs> fark me, huh? Yeah, <laughs> go fark yourself. <laughs> No, that's you know what it would be funny to actually watch the fifth one first. Yes, or, you know I think I watched half of the first one and I just could not take it. Oh, awful! Not in a good, cool sort of no, way. No, it was just terrible. Like I, oh, I was out. I was done. But that's something that I could dive on. I could. I, you almost talked me into it. I'm like oh, an hour twenty some minutes and yeah, the director. It's like yeah, everything kind of comes together. Uh, you, you see, you put some slightly shittier movies on the roulette. I might dive on that <laughs> just for com- comedic sake. Oh, Floyd Barbarian, Sharknado, Hell. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Next week it'll be uh, Voyeur and Before I Wake. Okay, let's get into what we've been watching. So I'm excited right. to hear what you've been up to. I know a couple of our movies are going to cross over here because we've been trading a little bit. But, uh, yeah, anyway, kick us off. Do a double header, sir. Okay, so uh, the first movie that I want to touch on is, and this is one that we have talked about before, I have talked about on the show before, so I'm not going to get into the movie itself as much as I am the presentation of the movie, and that is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. This is the the first one in the series. But this was uh, this was the new 4K uh, UHD release of the movie, and the the reason that I'm talking about the movie again is the way I've watched this movie ever since the theater was was on the original Blu-ray, and this is one of the original Blu-rays and HD DVDs. This is way back in the day, like we're talking 10 years ago or more that that. Uh, that encode came out, and this was a VC1 encoded Blu-ray, which is very, very, very dated now. Uh, and the first two Harry Potter movies, uh, ever since they've been released on Blu-ray, have always got a lot of flack for their their high def presentation. And I've just kind of attributed it to uh, the way that Chris Columbus shot the movies, and the fact that they're a little bit hazy and they're a little bit more. I don't know. They just they don't look near as good as when Alfonso Cuarón came on and uh, did Prisoner of Azkaban. From that point on, they all took a different tone, a different look. And well, there wasn't a transition from film to digital or anything. Uh, there may have been towards the end. Um, I'm that I'm not sure. This is obviously this is 35 millimeter, uh, but I'm not sure about. I would imagine that uh, the at least the last half of these movies were probably digital, uh, but. But the first two are very much on film. But 
I, that's the only, the, the reason I'm talking about this is the new 4K UHD, and this is not an upscale. This is literally a 4K presentation of the movie. And it is watching it, it is literally like watching it, for me at least, it, like watching a different movie. Uh, I might like it then. Yeah, hey, there you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as soon as the movie starts up, uh, I'm like, wow, I, this looks incredible. This looks like a brand new shot on 35mm film. And I do rem- I've do. i seen this movie so many times, I remember what it looks like on Blu-ray. And I always just thought, well, it's an older movie, so whatever. No, 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 no. Uh, this has gone from being the worst-looking movie to possibly one of the best-looking of the series. Now, I have not watched the other ones yet. You have but, them all in 4K? Uh, mm, I do. I, I actually imported the set from the UK because it was way cheaper than uh, buying the, the U.S. version. Um, uh, where am I going with this? Sorry, I derailed you. No, no, no. no you said um, you haven't watched uh, any of the others in 4K. I haven't, yeah. But, uh, but these here... Got from what I'm reading online, these here got the most restoration work done, and and supposedly they look about as good as anything in all of the movies, which is so weird because they used to look meh, like that was lower tier Blu-ray material there, and now they look incredible. And by they, I said um, I watched this one, and last night I watched half of uh, the second one, The Chamber of Secrets, which tonight after our show I'm gonna finish it up. But uh, it breathes whole new life into. Uh, these older movies. And by the way, uh, 4K is now, that is universally region free. So if and when you ever get a, a, a 4K player or for, if you start getting into UHD discs, Why they are that? all. That's so weird. Yeah, it's, it's region free. So you can import or you can do whatever. And there, there's no region locking, anything like that. That region so. locking is so stupid. Oh, it's so stupid. They should have been away. They should have done away with that back in the beginning of Blu-ray. So anyway, uh, but the movie itself is fantastic and it's made even better by a phenomenal transfer. And I just, the older I get, the more I appreciate uh, the technical advances with this type of thing when you can restore a movie uh, like this and and other movies that it's, it's incredible. I love it. Anyway, so there you go. I wanted to talk, to, I, and I, I know I texted you about that, that I wanted to talk a little bit about that because uh, of all the 4K, I don't have many 4K discs, but this, this very much stands out as what 4K can really do. Right. So. Okay. Uh, there you, you go. Th- th- that's two? You're counting both of those? Yeah, I'm going to, yeah. Okay. yeah let's, I want to just to get those done. Okay. I'm just going to start down the list. Okay. Uh, Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. I blind bought this Blu-ray because uh, it was super cheap. Uh, why not? It's another Street Fighter movie. It looks cool. It has Ken and Ryu on the cover, kind of like fists up. And, you know, I spent so little on it that I could probably trade it in for more than I spend on it. And it nothing can be worse than the previous Street Fighter movies, right? Right? Uh, well, mm. it turns out that this was not originally designed as a movie. It was designed as a web series, I think similar to that Mortal Kombat series. I, Ooh, but I, which I, I liked that. I haven't seen that yet, but it, I believe it was because I was I was watching this thing and I'm like, it's kind of got weird fade in fade outs a little bit, and then I'm like, wow, there it's this long, like two and a half hours, like what? And then I went and did some reading on it, and yeah, it was a web series that they put together as one movie when they released it on Blu-ray. And as Eugene likes to say, he is happy to report. I am happy to report. This is good. Quite good, actually. The fight choreography was 
really well done. It's shot very well. It's beautiful. Uh, there's not a ton of special effects, but the, where they do have special effects, they work. It's a contained story, which if you're going to do a web series that you're going to put together like a movie like this, it should be a contained story with only a couple of characters. Not trying to cram in 27 characters from the video game and, and make it seem normal, like these people just pop up, hi, I'm Cammy. I'm here to deliver your mail, see you later, ha 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 ha, you know, <laughs> fight breaks out, you know, like some stupid yeah. shit like that. It's just these two guys at their dojo learning from their master. And I think there's a total of three, maybe four characters from the game in the whole thing. But uh, I could not believe how much I ended up liking this. And I I really enjoyed the hell out of it. And it is definitely staying on my Blu-ray shelf. Um, so, yeah, if you ever are interested in checking it out, it's pretty awesome. It kind of plays out like a bit of an old school kung fu movie with... You know, an older master and his brother falling out and one taking the dark path and the one yeah. taking the light. And then they have to meet up and the master gets killed and then the, the students have to avenge, the, you know, that kind of thing. But with Street Fighter, I, I was tickled. I was very happy with my $2 buy. Nice. Uh, the next one I blind... There's a bunch of blind buys in here from all of my holiday shopping. But uh, next up was Shin Godzilla. This was one of the, the latest Toho releases. This is the 29th. Godzilla, uh, Toho Godzilla movie. Uh, the trailer for this thing was off the charts cool. And I, I think I'm going to like it more on rewatch. I did enjoy it, but my expectations, I guess, were a little off because the, the last few of the old, like the 2000s, um, Toho released Godzilla movies were fast paced and ninjas and army people, and just insanity with action, and very little of the talky-talky. But if you go back to the true old-school 70s, 80s, whatever, Godzilla, there's a lot of talking in those movies. And this is a little more like that. There's there's parts of this movie that drag, where they're just groups of people in boardrooms sitting around talking about what they should do about Godzilla, and it's like, get the fuck on with yeah. it, let's go. But when they get down to the action bits, holy shit, you have never seen old-school Godzilla blowing up cities like this before. Like, this is... It, it felt at times like when we watched, um, was it Godzilla 2000? When oh, shit hit the yeah. fan. Like, that was great. But this one had more talking than that. But you should see this one just for the special effects, because they are so cool. And all of the crazy oh, destruction that he wrecks in this movie, it is worth the price alone. And it will definitely stay on my shelf anyway, because I want to own every Godzilla movie. And I yeah. got it for a buck. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're well, how, what was the runtime on that? Oh, boy. Let me look it up. It, I mean, did it, fe it, did it felt feel like, like a two hours that could have been an hour and a half. I mean, it felt yeah. a little too long. But, again, it's because it's boring, boring talking uh, conference calls and talking. Like, <sighs> get, I, maybe it's meant to be like a reboot to uh, reset the Godzilla lore, and this is the first one, and, you know, so we gotta have a lot of talks about his radiation and stuff, and it's like, just get on with it. Holy crap. Uh, 119 minutes. Ooh, yeah, that's... That's a bit long. It should not have been that long, but yeah. nonetheless, I still enjoyed it. Okay, uh, so that's gonna do it for me, a Shin Godzilla. Okay. Thumbs up. Two more from you, please. Excellent. Okay, next up for me, and I'm just I'm I'm like looking at all of the movies I'd like to talk about, I'm trying to decide do I do I throw some some stinky shit in there or do I talk about good movies? Well, if you're gonna just 
just give it one hard sentence of stinky shitness and make it your third movie of the round. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about a good movie. Um, and I believe that you've watched this one as well. We've talked about uh, Dunkirk. Have we talked about Dunkirk? Not on the show yet, I don't think. Well, Dunkirk got watched. Another 4K Blu-ray. Uh Wow, what a movie. I'm not going to spend too much time on the movie because it's a more recent release. Uh, and I'll, I'm sure a lot of the listeners have heard of this movie. But uh, as high as my expectations were for the movie, it still somehow uh, it's, it still somehow managed to completely, completely blow me away. Uh, I was not expecting to adore it as much as I did. And you'll see where that comes, uh, where that falls on my top 10 of the year. It's definitely in there, but where it lands, you'll find out. But uh, 105 minutes, not one minute is uh, uh, is not on the screen for a reason. Everything that's on the screen, I think, is uh, is pretty much perfect. I'm trying to, hard to find one single thing that I did not like about this movie. Going in, I was like, PG-13 war movie. Eh. But I didn't, once the movie got rolling, I'm like, okay. I, I didn't think about the fact that there isn't a whole lot of, you know, bloodshed or anything or uh, overt swearing or anything to make a war movie in, you know, an R-rated war movie. Um, it was just an extremely well-crafted, suspenseful war movie from Christopher Nolan. And my wife, she came down halfway into the movie. She was dealing with kids. And uh, it was so good. I'm like, whenever you're done, whenever, if because she wasn't planning on watching it. She was like, ah, war movie. I'm like, whenever you're done, just come down. Trust me. And she watched the last half of it. And she was like, that was fantastic. She was like, I cannot wait to watch the entire movie. And uh, what's great about the movie is she came down halfway through and literally just jumped right into it because there's no real hero of the movie. It's just things are unfolding in a very rapid pace. She just came down in the middle of one of the things and then just followed it through the end. Uh, score is phenomenal. Cinematography, phenomenal. This should be on the short list of uh, best picture of the year at the Oscars, in my humble opinion. Uh, I loved this movie. I gave it five stars. I, I can't find anything that I did not like about this movie. Uh, I watched it as well, and I had lowered expectations for it because me and war movies, eh, I thought it looked depressing from the trailer and everything, and I was wrong. This is a damn good movie. I mean damn good movie. And one of my regrets of 2017 is that I didn't go see this movie on Same the big screen here. in the theater. Yep. Because it is gorgeous to look at. It's It's stunning, and it's just big and majestic and... Oh, it worked so well. I thought it was so good. I, I had, I'm not going to give it a perfect score. I had a complaint with it in that, in, um, uh, a character dying a stupid death that was entirely unnecessary. Yeah. I thought on the boat, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep. I do. I didn't see any point in that whatsoever. Why? What was the, what was the point of that? So that the other guy can maybe now be suicidal on top of being <laughs> in bad shape as he was. I mean, what's, I didn't see the point in that at all. It, there was no point in killing a character uh, there, in my opinion. But, you know, maybe I'll see an arc in that when I watch it again. And I will watch this movie again, because it is not a depressing, uh, sad, sad it's movie. It's not. It's, it's stunning. Yeah. And Tom Hardy. And it was weird. Tom Hardy, even though you barely see him, he was great in this movie. Like, him just mumbling in the cockpit. <laughs> Do you think you he know, goes to like, Christopher Nolan and he's like, Do you just hate my face? 
because I'm always <laughs> in the mosque. <laughs> oh my! And he and like he had an accent, obviously, but I'm like he was so good in the movie, and like I you really don't see him. Yeah, uh, that time yeah, jump I, I thought was a little weird there. I saw where there, you know, where the crossover between that one plane going down. Yeah. The movie. I, I saw that that was what was happening, but then I was surprised how big a gap there was till we got back to that event happening, which I thought was yeah. a little odd. Not necessarily a negative, but just interesting, I guess. Yeah. So good. Um, okay. Uh, next up is um, it's going to go great, good shit, and the shit one will not last long. Um, good, the Dark Tower. So I picked this up on Blu-ray for really cheap at uh, local family video. Uh, it was the, the price was right for a movie that got this uh, this maligned, and I popped it in the Blu-ray player. And for ninety-five some odd minutes, um, I was entertained. It was I've read half of the books, and I'm not married to those things. I know that that some some fans out there think that you know this is the the holy bible of Stephen King. It is good, and I like that so many of his novels are connected to the Dark Tower and and that that world. Uh, so that's cool. This is basically a Cliff Notes slash restart, I guess you could say. Um, no, and for it, that, no, it's, we're going to get a little spoilery on it. I haven't seen it yet, but I know yeah. about it. Uh, this is the sequel to the last book, which I have not read. In the last book, it's revealed that. Uh, he's been doing this over and over and over that every time he finally faces the dark man, he throws him back to the beginning of the desert and he starts his walk all over again. And they've been doing this for thousands of years. He throws him back mm. in time. So it's a time loop thing. That's why he can get this, I guess. And from what I've heard of the movie, the reason why it's different this time with the movie is because he grabbed the chalice of whatever. And so this time he remembers that it's a time loop. And so we're starting at the beginning of the story again, but it's a new loop. Does that make sense? Gotcha. Yeah, so it it's, does. It's, yeah, and, and knowing the... a lot of people are mad, they say this is this is a terrible interpretation of the books, and it's like no, it's not an interpretation of the books. It's a sequel to the books. Yeah, and for for what it is, it's not top tier King by any means. But I uh, really liked Matthew McConaughey as a Man in Black. He was good. Uh, I liked. Um, I'm drawing a blank Andrew right Selva? now. Uh, yes, he was great in it. The kid was fine. Special effects were really good. Moved at a really good pace. There was a couple of nods to a lot. Actually, a lot of nods to The Shining, with mainly just talking about Shining. You got the shine. Uh, there was some uh, it references. There's yeah. There's uh, there's some King stuff in there from his some of his other novels, which was cool. It's it with the, when it was done. I'm like yeah, that was that was perfectly serviceable. Uh, Big, bigger budget Hollywood movie. It could have been better, but it could have been a whole lot worse. And if that's all they're going to do with this series for now, I'm I'm fine with it. It's okay. I but again, I'm not. I I was never enthralled with the books that I read. I think I read the first four, and they're good. But I I way prefer it, and uh, especially the stand over something like this. It was it's fine, but. Uh, and for what it's worth, there's like I said, there's a couple really great action scenes in it. Uh, but yeah, there you go. You're gonna have, you should borrow. Yeah, it throw it in the stack next time we swap movies because I really want to see it. Yeah, I think you'll you'll get a kick out of it for what it is. Cool. Okay. Okay. Last but not least, uh, let's go with uh, shit. Um, and that would be Creep Two. You bastard creep. Oh really? Um, hmm. Yeah, man, I really had high hopes for this one because I 
really, really liked the first movie uh, a lot. That was one uncomfortable, strange movie. Um, and this one here feels, my interpretation of this, it just feels like a complete cash grab. Uh, Mark Duplass is back and he's even more loony and weird than he was in the first one. But he's kind of getting into middle age, you see. And so he's losing his, he's losing the taste for killing and he's, depressed because he's in a midlife crisis or something and stupid <laughs> enter this this lady that has this web series where she um and doesn't go on dates but just uh basically um interviews these weird loner types and how that, do you find that, weird loner types oh she puts oh, craigslist type things out there so one of them wants to be treated like a baby one of them wants to and I don't think any of them are really sexual they're all just really odd people that okay. want yeah so and, and but her series doesn't take off um, until Mark Duplass's character replies to her and you know he wants her to make a documentary of him and then it's a bunch of weirdness well the twist here I'm going to spoil this movie because it ugh. The twist here is that she goes along with it, and he admits, I'm a serial killer, I have murdered a lot of people, but I'm sad now, you see? And so she's like, I think he's full of shit, but, uh, you know, I'm going to go along with it. And as it goes on, I think she realizes, no, he's he's for real. But she's going to go along with it because this is going to make her career. Um, see, I'm out. I don't care. I, when people it's are stupid. that stupid, it's, it's like, go fuck yourself. Get killed then, yes. I guess. Yes, and he keeps on do, trying to like he right from the get go. He strips down naked. He's like, I think we should both see each other naked to just just to get it out of the way. You see, uh, like, do you get to see him naked? Is this... Yes. Oh, a long time. I'm like, come on, Mark the Plast. I don't want to see your shriveled little cold water pecker. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, and, wonderful. Oh, and then she. Oh, and then I'm like, okay, right, right from the get go. Now you're now she's stripping down. I'm like. Oh, you're being so edgy, you see, because you're not bailing on this creepy weirdo. And so I'm like, she's going to get killed or at least attempt to get killed. And eventually she, he attempts to kill her, yet she survives and she kills him, you see. But actually, no, she doesn't because in the very end, she's on a subway or she's on a bus or whatever. And she notices some guy staring at her and it's him with a video camera. And then we cut the black and roll credits. Fuck that movie. Oh. <laughs> Uh, oh, duly noted. So <laughs> let down. Oh, this first one was so weird and creepy and good, and this was not. Yeah. It starts out good, by the way. It starts out with him, with him killing another random dude, and it's awkward and weird, and it, that scene works. And right after that, right down in the shitter we go. <sighs> so there you go. That's my review. It's, it felt unneeded. It was very unneeded sequel. Oh, they could have made a good sequel to that movie. I think that, that would be something easily easy to sequelize, but apparently not. I totally did not sympathize with her character, and I did not like that. That's the direction. I mean, just do what you did in the first one. Just do that again, I guess. But they, I, I get that they tried to do something different, but I'm like, the whole way through here, I'm like, what? She should leave. You, leave. He's he's asking you to leave. Like, get out. I'm. We're done. Just go. I don't want him to do this anymore. It, she pro, She keeps on prodding him because she wants the good. We're spending too much to, time on the shit movie. Yeah. If we, uh, <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, okay. Um, two more blind buys. Then I can move on to expected things. Oh no! I got another blind buy. Holy shit! Tons of them. Um. Oh. Colossal. I believe oh, you watched. Anna this Hathaway. Movie. Yes. Yeah, we had this at the theater. Did you like it? I don't think you liked it. 
it's eh. it's interesting and an interesting experiment in film, and it's a unique thing I've never seen before, and therefore I will keep it on my shelf because it'll be the kind of thing that I pull out every once in a great while to like oh, I should check that out again, and then you know. It gets a little too heavy or too serious three-fourths of the way through, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of why it loses the fun edge and and gets just a little too serious. But on the other hand, I shouldn't complain too much because we often complain, you've seen this a million times before. You haven't seen this before. (laughs) So Yeah, no, you're right. It's unique. In that, I got to give it credit. And it deals with some real issues, some real... uh, people issues yeah let's put it that way yeah and i i think it, it could be a really effective film for somebody that has had to deal with people like that and so i i'm not gonna knock it for doing things that i'm just sort of yeah whatever on like okay i get it or it got too serious but for somebody that's really gonna hit home so i think it was a good you know the the whole metaphor of the kaiju in in korea and uh, the yeah the problems at home so yeah. I liked it. I thought it was really interesting way that it wrapped up. Uh, so I give that a passing thumbs up. Okay. Uh, Morgan, um, this was another one that uh, oh we compared it. To, we, we were talking about it when the, we watched the trailer that we were it looked similar to that one with Adrian Brody where he made the thing in the with, oh splice. Yes, we both thought it it had shades of splice in it. Yep. It is not quite that R horror rated uh, but it is it's kind of like that and a little bit there's a little bit of ex machina in this movie but uh, I think you'll enjoy it it has a, a, a nice little story with you know scientific experimentation and government conspiracy and and kind of it kind of goes the way you expect I kind of saw some of the twists coming but it was still an enjoyable watch and it was well shot and it was well acted and I'll give it a passing thumbs up as well. I'll keep the Blu-ray on my shelf. I'm I'm gonna give it to you and let you check it out. And yeah, I'd like to watch that one. I think I think you'll come back about the same. You know, six and a half, seven. Like oh, I don't regret watching that at all. And that's about it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um. Okay. Nah, go ahead. I'll save that one for later. Go back to you. Okay. Um. Next up for me is. Resident Evil, the final chapter. I watched this uh, because I bought it on Blu-ray from you. Uh, well, you picked it up for me uh, for like two bucks, I think, something like that. Mm. And it's about worth that, if not maybe slightly less. <laughs> uh, now, I will say this. I have not watched uh, the other Resident Evil movies in a while. I've seen them all, but I haven't watched them in a while. And I'm a grumpy old man now. So my review of those movies may have changed if I would watch those. But this movie here... I hated, I hated this movie so bad. This is definitely in my top ten of worst of the year. Um, loud, noisy. I hated the storyline. I hate it's like dudes in black rubber and sunglasses inside. That's not cool anymore. I think that was cool at one point, but it's not cool anymore. Um, I don't remember what the story was about. Something about Raccoon City and the girl. That's a hologram and some such nonsense. But so what you're saying is it's a Resident Evil movie. Yeah, exactly. And that's Do you remember my, my review of this on the page, on the Facebook page? <laughs> yes. I mean, I, maybe the other ones. I, I remember really liking the first three. Um, and there's one with, I'm not sure if it's the third one that's in Las Vegas, but that one was pretty good, I remember. Um, but 
good God, this one was just so obnoxious. I'm like, oh, and this shaky cam and up close and the camera is too close to everything. And nope, no half star. <laughs> um, now, the reason I reviewed that first is because I also watched a Blu-ray that you let me borrow, The Last Witch Hunter well, before, Vin Diesel. Before we get into that, let me give you my thoughts on Resident Evil. Uh, for those that didn't read it on the page, I said it's a Resident Evil movie, so you know what to expect, especially being, what, six, seven, eight, nine, eleven yeah. movies in. Um, and that's exactly what it was. But I will say this. In the pantheon of all the movies, and they did go start going downhill towards the end, as far as even enjoyment level. I liked this one a hell of a lot better than the one that came before it. I did not like... I felt about that one the way you feel about this one. That one before it, where everybody... They brought back everybody from the series as clones, and they were in one giant facility, and there was a bunch of VR... Yes, I remember that. I hated that movie. That sucked. Like, this at least, they went somewhere and did something. Whereas that one was running around a bunch of fake houses and stuff. And I was just like, what are we doing? What is happening? Um, so I at least liked it better than the one that came before it. That being said, I can't disagree with anything you said. It's it's a throwaway CGI monsters and Mila Jovovich with guns thing. Yeah. A.K.A. a Resident Evil movie. <laughs> yeah. Now, and I haven't watched the first one in a while, but I thought the first one was a really good movie, right? Or- this is the way it goes. The first one is the best of all of them. The second one is good, but then there's some zombie cam that I, that's what I call it in there where it's shaky and blurry at the same time. That is just awful. Uh, the third one is the one in the desert with Vegas and stuff. And we, and I thought that was pretty good good one. And the fourth one, they're in some towers and they're in a city and they got to try to fly to Alaska or something. Ah, I saw that with you in the theater. That was a three D yeah, on that a, one was really good, and yes. the movie was okay. It was just okay. And then I want to say the fifth one was the one where, with all the V. Wait, was that the one that ended on the boat? The fifth one was with the one with the VR where they cloned everybody. I think I might be missing one there. That one, I I hated that one. Oh, I hate it. I I watched it one time and I was like. Fuck this movie, and of course, if I ever see, I, I and now here's the here's the bullshit of it. I own all of them but one on Blu-ray, so now I'm gonna have to buy that son of a bitch just so that I can have all of them on Blu-ray. Yep, <laughs> yep I got them all, and I'm like, I, I'm like, every part of me wants to either throw this movie in the trash or take it to the exchange, but I'm like, no, I gotta keep it because I have to. I am a completist, and I have to have that in my collection with the other Resident Evil movies, including the anime ones that you bought, that, that, that you got for me. Yeah, and with the, our texting of today, I was shocked you liked the last Hellraiser movie. I mean, I remember you destroying that movie and absolutely reviled by it, and now you've watched it three times, and you think the oh, I, new... No, it's, it's, it's awful. Uh, it's awful, but it's... I enjoy it in a so-bad-it's-good sort of way. Oh, there is all sorts of room for Resident Evil, the final chapter, to come back. <laughs> to just, just fist its way right back oh, yeah, in there, just yeah. rage on you from behind. Okay, next up, The Last Witch Hunter... <laughs> The Last Witch Hunter. So I watched this before I watched the Resident Evil movie, and I think I texted you and I'm like, nah, it was okay. I mean, it, it serviceable, whatever. Having said that, I have kind of changed my viewpoint on The Last Witch Hunter because this is master class cinema <laughs> compared to that flaming shit pile Resident Evil movie. Uh, competently made, well acted, well staged, choreographed fights. Interesting story. Um, 
Like, Interesting story. Elijah Wood, Oscar-winning performance. <laughs> all that stuff. It's it's all here. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, no, have, it's it's actually it's not a bad movie at all. It's kind of forgettable, but it has some good action beats. It uh, I think you compared it to the Nicolas Cage. I think it was the Nicolas Cage season of The Witch. No, right? I compared it to the other one. You compared it every time I say Nicolas Cage in the Witch movie, you say season of the Witch. I mean the the Disney dancing mops one. Oh yes, the Sorcerer's hell Apprentice. both of them. They're they're right in that ballpark where it's yeah. You can sit and watch it. and It's like this is fine. I'm okay yeah. with this. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, and I was. This was. It had enough action, and I they of course got. Uh, uh, oh, Michael Caine cashing a paycheck again. Uh, <laughs> what upsells but, that Last Witch Hunter a little bit for me is uh, the female lead in it. I really yeah, liked she was her, good. and I thought that the the evil witch, the the bad guy that they kill in the beginning and then comes back because he was yeah. Uh, I was yep. like that's that's interesting, and I thought that thing was really kind of creepy. So yeah. I thought some of that stuff worked well. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely watchable uh, for a sci-fi fantasy action person. It 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 works. It does the job. And again, I I would probably bump it up at least a half a star, at least. Uh, <laughs> watching this real close to that Resident Evil garbage. Isn't it so, so funny how how your perspective can change when you? <laughs> it, I, I know because I, I watched Last Witch Hunter. I'm like, come on, Eric. I'm like, it's okay, I guess. Well, I didn't and then I watched Resident it Evil. To you either. No, I told you didn't. You, you did okay. But Resident Evil was so, so awful that I'm like, you know, um, The Last Witch Hunter, competent. <laughs> Damn competent right there. <laughs> That's what we do here at Movie Fe- Freaks. We find you competent films. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <sighs> that would be the name of okay. our production company if we started making movies. Competent <laughs> films. <laughs> Competent world films, because <laughs> it has to be everything. Yeah, it has to. It has to have planet, world, Earth, something. <sighs> okay. Uh, back to me. Oh, what do I want to do? Uh, planet Earth Two. No, this mm, is not nice. the series from the '90s called Planet Earth Two. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the I know what you're talking documentary about. Documentary <laughs> with David Attenborough, Planet Earth, uh, second series. And it is every bit as good as the first one, if not better. I adored it. This dropped on Netflix, and I burned through this bitch in a day. I watched every episode in one day. I could not stop watching. Obviously, there are some bits that were less interesting to me than others, because I'm sure everybody that's into these kinds of nature docs, they have their their buttons of things that they like, and not the... You know, like, when they do regular birds, I, I start to lose interest. Yeah. But when they do yeah. um, lizards running away from hordes of snakes chasing after it. Dude, that was so awesome. I lose my <laughs> mind. And I, I'm, I like rewind and watch that shit over and over and over. And I'm like, this is um, this is real and happening. I can't believe it. I'm so amazed. I'm still with this series. I don't know how they get these shots. I just don't understand it. It's like they peppered the earth with cameras and they just get lucky or something. I, it's bizarre mm-hmm. that you get to see this kind of stuff. But not going to spend a lot of time on that. It. Is amazing. Anybody that, if you haven't watched the Planet of the Earth series, shame on you. Get on it. Yeah. Agreed. I have only watched the first episode, and it is fantastic. I can't... I, I've got so many movies I don't want to watch right now that I'm kind of pushing that to a, the back burner, but it, the first episode... And that's the one with the snakes the chasing the episode. lizard. Um, th- well, the one we watched was that. Okay. So good. Yeah. So I good. I loved it. 
Yeah. Next up, Ash versus Evil Dead Season 2. Dropped on Netflix, and I burned through this pretty quick, once again, because the episodes are short, so it was easy to watch two, three, or four in a day. And I really, really, really liked the first season. I think this season was way better. And that's saying something. Oh, wow. Yeah. There are so many more connections to the original trilogy in this thing. They bring back characters and the actors from the original trilogy to reprise their roles. So it's amazing to see them, you know, step back into those old shoes and play the role again. It's like, there, that's them. That's really them. Because, you know, I haven't seen them since the original trilogy. They also play with the uh, timeline of the original trilogy. There's some time travel in this movie. Oh, nice. So there is a lot of revisiting some of the original trilogy, which gets really weird. But it's awesome, and sometimes it feels like fan servicey. Like, oh, you're just taking us back. You're just doing this because, you know, you want to the, you want to blow the fans. Well, guess what? Worked on me. I yep. loved it, and it's gory as all hell. I mean, I remember the first series being gory, but holy shit, this is <laughs> fucking gross. And the fall guy is his dad. Lee Majors. <laughs> Lee Majors. And as soon as he popped up, I'm like, this is my childhood. I love this shit so much. It's absolutely fantastic, and you will love it, too. I know you. I know you eat yeah. up all things Evil Dead. You liked the first series? Oh, 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 oh you're going to love this, because it has way more in common with the trilogy than the first series did. I can't wait. I cannot wait. There's nothing Evil Dead that I do not love. The original first three movies... The remake, the first season of Evil Dead, and I can't wait to watch this one too. And again, once I get a better handle on all the movies that I want to watch, I'm going to get back into more TV and I'm going to plow through uh, Planet Earth and especially Ash vs. Evil Dead. And the episodes are Definitely. like 30 minutes. They go they go real quick. Yeah. But, oh, it's great. I loved it. Can't wait. Okay. Is, uh, is Lucy Lawless, wasn't she in the first season? Yes, and she is in every episode of the second season. Awesome. Oh, she's cool. I like her. Okay, uh, now it's time to uh, talk about a movie that I, I, I keep saying this, but um, but I, I have to bring this up. I could have got this at the theater, and I opted not to because what the what are you doing? Well, I just want you to know what it sounds like when you're eating and messing with your bag. Oh, oh, to shit. <laughs> enjoy that. It's like wow. Oh, that's really crunchy yeah, in my what, ear. Yeah, when you think you're getting away with it, that's what I'm listening to. <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> uh, all things future Eric edits out. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I was just fucking with uh, you. Oh, I was like, wow, you are not I'm like, I, I do you not know that I'm talking? I guess that's that's <laughs> your life like. on this show with me. <laughs> that's what it feels like, yeah. Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is a movie that I could have got at the theater, and uh, I opted not to because I had heard that the director's uh, previous movies didn't do so hot with with uh, our theater, so I didn't, and um, that's unfortunate because I wish I would have got this movie, and that is uh, Good Time from director Benny and Josh Safdie. I think it's I think that's how you pronounce their last name. Uh, what other movies have they done? They've done. Um, Bear with me here. My IMDb is... It's all right. I can look it up if you want to keep going. Okay. Anyway, wait, I want you to look that up. Uh, I'll look it up. Go for it. Okay. So this stars Robert Pattinson as a uh, kind of a lower level criminal type uh, who 
him and his uh, brother, who is mentally uh, mentally handicapped, they uh, they do some things that they shouldn't, and uh, it leads to uh, um, a long chase. I guess is uh, kind of through the city for one night, where all sorts of crazy shit happens uh, at every turn, and um, I absolutely loved this movie. Absolutely loved it. Uh, I can't wait to watch it again. The um, This was shot on film, and I could tell right away, right when the thing got going, I'm like, this doesn't seem digital. This feels like this was shot on film. And bravo to the director. Thank you for shooting on film. It it added something to the movie, because I, I noticed it right away. Uh, the, the tense of this movie never lets up right from the beginning. The score is great. Uh, and Robert Pattinson is phenomenal in this movie. He was so good in this movie as being a complete scumbag that still loves his brother uh, no matter what. And it's such a great movie. And it, I wish that more people would have seen this movie because it just kind of came and went in the theaters. Uh, it's an A24 movie. Um, I'm not sure how how much of uh, a push they did theatrically with this, but uh, damn, is this good? Wow! Uh, and I actually I liked it enough where I have the Blu-ray. I watched it um, when it was done. I'm like, and actually I watched through the all the, the end credits because the end credits there's stuff going on during the end credits, and I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna see what the special features are on this. And there's a 20 minute making of uh, with the directors, uh, just kind of talking about how they did things and why they why they did things and it is so fascinating um i even the title good time comes from when criminals are released from jail from prison and i didn't know that that that's an actual term because this movie is the farthest thing from good time from a good time it's just one bad thing after another but it the title actually ties in really well with when you know what that when that term actually means yeah. uh but oh, so good so good um anyway I, I cannot recommend this movie enough. Uh, I gave it four and a half out of five stars. Another one that it, I'm not sure where it's going to fall in my top ten, but it is easily, easily in my top ten of the year. So, there you For go. 2017? 2017, yes. Okay. Uh, I didn't recognize anything on their the director's filmography, but that's not to say that it was uh, just garbage. It looks like indie art house fair. Yeah. But oh, I, so didn't, good. I didn't recognize any of the titles. Yeah. Man, was it good. It's bleak. But it's beautiful in how it's shot. And, um, man, that guy can act. Like, I am thoroughly impressed. Uh, I, of course, I have no love at all for the Twilight series, but, uh, when some good directors can direct him, whew, he was good in that movie. Yeah, I, he, I have always recognized Pattinson's talent. Yeah. I just haven't seen him in a lot that, you know, I would like to see him do more stuff like action-y maybe or uh, thrillery and, and yeah. more adult stuff and this of, is know. it this is adulty thrillery <laughs> i'm not uh, that sounds awful adulty thrillery good time it's an adulty thrillery good time getting yeah. blasted in the ass okay next <laughs> next movie oh <laughs> uh, okay um nom angels let's go with nom angels Ugh. Um, code red so that should tell you everything oh. you need to know um this is one of the late night drunk purchases from yours truly um <laughs> uh it's star it's directed by a guy named uh sirio h santiago 
which I guess that, or maybe it's Chiro. I don't know. I, all of you Cheerio fans out there are going to crucify me for my mispronunciation of this beloved director, but he's made such things as uh, Raiders of the Sun, Dune Warriors, Silk 2. Oh, I have those on Blu-ray. Uh, <laughs> the Sisterhood, I, like I have that. started that off almost like you're going to blast the guy, but then you're like, oh, wait, I own all these yeah, movies. Silk, The Devastator, uh, Equalizer 2000, literally, uh, Wheels of Fire. I have a lot of his of his movies. <laughs> wow. Oh, Striker. He did Striker, too. Okay. Um <laughs> Oh, so, yeah, everybody knows Stryker. You should at yes. least look at some YouTube videos and figure out how to pronounce this guy's uh, name since you've given him so much money. Yeah, <laughs> and I have because I own them all on Blu-ray from Code Red. Uh, okay, so this one here is about a group of Hell's Angels bikers who get recruited to go and shoot some Viet Cong, I guess. Uh, there's a POW type of thing, but they're... they're they're tempted with golds hidden somewhere. It's all it's all for nothing. It's just to get these guys out into the middle of the jungle uh, and just fake shoot each other for 90 minutes. And for that, thumbs up. It was good. Uh, for, I mean, it's, for, it's ridiculous. And, I mean, it's fairly stupid. But, um, oh, late night. That is late night junk food beer swilling nonsense in the in the best possible way. Best possible way. Um, but it, yeah, it's pretty bad. Okay, that's it. Sounds perfect. <clears throat> okay, last round for me. I'm going to do three, and then I'm going to be done. Okay. Um, and you can do another round if you want to. Okay. First up is another Netflix original. Uh, they're trying to get into making $100 million plus blockbuster movies. Uh, Bright from perpetually failing upward David Ayer somehow. <laughs> I don't know why this guy keeps getting chances after the some of the movies he's made. I know that Suicide Squad made money and the Tank movie was decent and but before that he made like four really shitty movies and I don't know how he keeps getting chances. It's 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 kind of weird. He did the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger sabotage. Yeah, oh, that I turned off so after 15 bad. minutes. I could not take it. It was so bad. Uh, Street Kings and there was one with Christian Bale that was just intolerable. I blind, blind bought it, and I wanted to kill myself. I hated that movie so much. Um, so anyway, then we get to Bright, which is uh, the same movie he's made ten times. Whatever. It's um, cops and L.A. and bad guys and maybe dirty cops and... But this time, instead, it's it's with orcs and fairies and all kinds of magical shit. And the intention of this movie was to put a fantastical spin on race relations, like as a social commentary, because the cops hate the orcs and no, humans I, I, hate I, the I orcs. watched this. I mean, keep going and yada 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 yada. Yeah, I'm I'm of two minds of this movie. Okay, I. I hesitate to say that I enjoyed it. I did enjoy the movie. I like it fair enough for a fantasy thing. But as a social commentary thing, this is a bumbling mess of a movie. And I don't live in L.A. and don't have to deal with some of these things. I get it. And I'll watch the sequel. I, I'm giving this a fair enough thumbs up. But it just oozes with David Ayer's writing of just slimy, garbage, nonsensical bullshit that just makes you want to scream. Uh, you know, the handling of the race relations as a metaphor for our world is 
borderline insulting. Like it's just it's it's like it's like the whitest of white man interpretation of it. It's like, oh, I watch MSNBC and Fox and CNN and I see the news, so this is what it's like. And it's like, dude, uh, it just doesn't feel good at all. Uh, it doesn't feel right. It's it's handled with a sledgehammer instead of a pen. It's, it's very conflicting, to say the least. And that's the white guy version of it, because I'm a white guy. Nobody wants to hear this shit from me. You know what I mean? I'm sure it was doubly insulting for POC. Yeah. But that's just my take on it. I don't want to speak for anybody else. That's just the way that I have interpreted it. That's the way I felt about it. Um, so there you go. I give it a, a mild thumbs up as, as it, if I remove the social commentary aspects that he's going for, then I can just kind of enjoy it as a fantasy movie. But yes, oh, some of that stuff in there is groan worthy. Your thoughts? Oh, I, I hated that thing. I, I hated that movie. Really? For for all of the reasons that you're saying, and then the I, I felt bad for Will Smith. I'm like, uh, this is... You're swearing like you're doing bad boys, but this sounds like awful writing. Like, people don't talk like this. It's intercity talk, but it's not. It, it feels fake to me. I... No, it's like, oh, bad boys with orcs, but social commentary, and no, I... I hated it. I I forced myself to watch the whole thing because I'm like, I know that you watched it. I'm like, I have to finish this so that I can have a legit review of the movie. But I mean, if you would have taken all the social commentary stuff out and toned down the inner city talk. That Some just of the felt- shit that Will Smith said came out racist to me. Yeah. Like it if, just, if, it we're, if we're accepting that the racism quote unquote as being the literal orcs and fairies and shit. When he goes out and just flat out murders a fairy in his front yard and then has some witty comment about it, it was like, yeah, like that's what? fucked up. Like that goes against the, yeah. like that goes against the, the metaphor that you're trying to put out there. Cause he's a, 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 a person of color doing it. It, it, it makes your thing, your, your metaphor all crossy. Like what? Very David airy. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yes, I mean, there was there was a core of a good idea in there with the whole orcs and fairies and whatnot and the wand and I'm like, ah, oh, it's kind of cool, I guess. But I just the the way that was executed, oh, that was such a slug to get through. I mean, I was so bored by the time like the the midway point rolls around and it's a, oh, it's another shootout and now f f f swearing 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 because we're inner city cool and. It works so well in Bad Boys, and here it's just obnoxious. Everything about the movie was obnoxious to me. You can no. kind of stamp that as the movie freak's um, standard when it comes to David Ayer. Michael Bay is a better writer. Or yes. whoever he gets to write for him, it's, it's better in Bad Boys than a Michael Ayer joint. That's how yeah. I... You agree with me? That's how oh, I yeah. feel. Like, oh, like Bad God. Boys, like it works. It works in Bad Boys. And I don't know why, I just I kept on thinking this felt... Kind of like they were trying to go for that type of lingo, but um, and even the humor back and forth with uh, Joel Edgerton and and Will Smith and it, you know they're trying to be awkward, funny, and it's I'm like these jokes aren't landing with me at all, like like they did with Martin Lawrence and Will Smith and Bad Boys, and it just nope, <laughs> nope. Okay. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, that's all I have for Bright. Okay, uh, moving on. Um, Goon 2, Last of the Enforcers. Hmm. 
This is a sequel to the very underrated Goon movie. That's a, this, these are hockey movies. They're kind of yeah. sports movies, but they're not because it's about hockey, but it's not about hockey. You know, like the bulk of the movie is not. Oh, you have to know about line changes. No, you don't. That's not the. the point of it you know what i mean is yeah like, you got sports movies out there that i would recommend to eugene and you got sports movies out there that i would never recommend to eugene because it's about sports yeah, <laughs> yeah i got gotcha. you yeah, uh, the goon gotcha. movies are ones that you could enjoy uh, goon one is so underrated and sean william scott gives such an amazing performance in that movie and i know it sounds weird for a comedy but he's so calm and measured and he's like kind of a simpleton but the way that he does it is not gaggy or jokey or slapsticky so much as oh he's he's just very kind and simple and there's not much else it's not like it's hard to explain if you haven't seen this shit uh so i was i was very curious what a sequel would be like and it's directed by jay busharusha busharusha hell um from he's an actor he was in that nick cage magic movie too he was the sidekick the mop he directed magic. that thing he directed goon too what? Oh, and he's cool. in it. And he's in Jay it. Jay Bur- Burchild or Bay... I know what you're, I know what you're talking about. We, we're <laughs> awful with last names on this show. I, Jeez. Uh, I already butchered it far, far enough. <laughs> I didn't even try. <laughs> Jay Burchild. Butcher, 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 So there's that. I've never seen anything that he's directed. I don't know if he's directed anything else, but uh, there was that too going in. I'm like, oh, okay, is he going to get this? Is he going to have the tone? Man, I loved this movie. Uh, as much as I loved the first one, they they just tug at the heartstrings while being extremely funny and very Canadian. They're oh, cool. slapsticky a little bit, but it's just a certain tone that is so hard to explain. The only way I can explain it is <laughs> Canadian comedy, heartfelt, loving, and wonderful and nice. I, it's just it's very hard to explain. If you have if, if you ever one day kind of feel the desire, I would love for you to push play on them because I think that you would enjoy these movies. I still I have that, the first one on my on my uh, queue. I think that you would be like, oh, that was fine. I liked that. And and I'm so glad that, um, oh, what's his name? Shit. Sabretooth came back to reprise his role from the first movie. Uh, Ray Donovan. Uh, hmm. What's his name? He was like the, sab- act- the actor oh. was Sabretooth in that Wolverine movie, the Wolverine Origins thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I know, I know. Liv Liv Schreiber. Yeah, Liv Schreiber. Yeah, he was in the first one, and he came back and reprised his role in the second one. And I was really impressed that he did because he's gotten bigger since then, I think. Yeah. But these movies just have so much friggin' heart, dude. They, I I love them, and especially. If you're a fan of hockey, that kind of makes it a, a little nicer, but it really is not so much focused on the game of hockey. It, it's hard to explain, but I think that you could watch those movies as somebody who hates sports and still really enjoy the movies. Yeah. So there's that. Goon 1 and 2. I would give them about the same score. I thought both were great. I'd give them both at least an 8. I, I Wow, awesome. nice. I, I'm okay. gonna, if I ever see them on Blu-ray, I'm picking them up for sure. Cool. Uh, and lastly, this is my last review of the night, last blind buy purchase, The Villainess. Oh, yeah, this was your, yeah, you texted me about this. I was like, ah, you bastard. (laughs) I'll let you borrow it. You can watch it. Okay. Um, 
the trailer for this movie looks like a totally badass Korean action film. Having blind bought many a Korean action film and Asian action film of this nature, and being disappointed by many of them, you should know what to expect by now, Eric. There's going to be some badass action, and there's going to be long stretches of talking, and there's some long stretches of talking. <sighs> there were about halfway through this movie, I was like, "Fuck this movie, yeah, fuck it." It's ah, mm. but then a couple of more action scenes happened in the second half where I was like, "You know what? That was so artistically interesting and creative that." Um, uh, much like Colossal, where it's something I've never seen before, you're going to stay on my shelf. Uh, <clears throat> the, where the problem comes in, and I was questioning myself, oh, how do I explain this? Um, uh, let me tell you a little bit of the story. Okay, this woman goes into this uh, house that's basically a den of thieves, and within minutes pretty much murders every single person in the, in the place, and then gets arrested. And the cops see that she did this, and she gets stuck into the, sucked into the secret program where she's given plastic surgery and given the option that you can either face up to your crimes for murdering all these people or go into our secret government program where we, you work for us for 10 years and then you're free. She's like, okay, I'll do that. So right here is where you have a problem because we started off with one actress. We moved to a different actress. It's Korean. Yeah. I'm pretty darn good at figuring out if you line up a bunch of Asian people and for like who is Korean and Chinese and Japanese, I'm pretty damn good at that. But this movie, I I was like, wait, what? Because we're doing flashbacks on top of it. So when it goes flashback, it's using the older actress, the, the previous actress. Okay. And it goes to the new actress, and plus you're getting a whole bunch of new characters introduced in this um, training program. I, I mean, for mo half this movie, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? We're here, we're there, who's that? Oh, that's supposed to be the other girl, that's the same girl. And I thought for a little bit, it's like, is this a racist thing? Am I being white guy racist where I can't tell them apart? And then I thought about it a little bit, and I said, no, you know what? Because of the amount of time jumps and flashbacks and stuff, if this was an American film with American actresses who looked kind of similar, and I didn't know already... I would still have that problem of, of figuring out what is going on and where we are in the time process. Does that gotcha. make sense? Yeah, it does. Now, we get to the second half. We've had a couple of action scenes. By the second half, it really it picks up the pace a little bit. By the third act, it really takes off when vengeance really starts kicking in and we got to kill everybody in the room and whatever. Uh, and then there is an action scene that is basically the reason that I'm going to keep this movie. And it's, it's just the action. In this movie is so frantic. Sometimes it borders on making you nauseous, like first person. -y, but it's, it, it somehow reels it in a little bit to just be kind of shaky cammy, but it also has no sense of room. So do you remember that scene in, Oh, what was it called? Shit. The, ah, the devil. Here comes the devil. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was in the taxi cab, and it was an action scene in the taxi cab, and it was spinning all around. It was great. Yeah, I know exactly which scene you're talking about. It was impossibly shot, right? You know what I mean yep. by that? I do, yeah. Take that 
and times 10. There is a scene in this movie that feels like it's about 20 minutes long in a commuter bus of that. It's inside the bus, it's outside the bus, it's going from this car to the next car, and it feels like one seamless shot. I don't know how the fuck they filmed this thing. I cannot (laughs) figure it out. It is spinning around the bus in ways that are impossible for a man holding a camera. So it's not that. It is like CGI transitions to make it feel like one shot. So while it's being a little shaky, it's seamless. It's amazing. By the time it was all said and done, I understood everything that was going on and all of the time jumps and everything. But while you're on the journey, it was difficult to be like, wait, what? Who? You just almost got to like medicine. You just know going in. You got to sit down and just open your eyes, just watch the thing and absorb it. And by the time you get to the end, you'll have it. You'll, you'll, you'll understand it. You'll get it. But Watching it, not knowing that the first time, it was like, what is, what the, this is so confusing. Anyway, so I think you should definitely give it a watch. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, we had talked about maybe you wanting to book it for the theater and I'm reinforced in the opinion that it was a good idea not to. I, I, yeah, I felt like, nah, that doesn't feel like a, like a booking for, for our theater. And I still, uh, agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last round for you. Okay, um, I've got two more that I'm going to talk about, and then I'll be all done. First one is a movie I watched. Uh, well, I st- actually, I started it last night, and then I uh, finished it up this morning. Uh, that would be Jeepers Creepers Part Three. I got the Blu-ray of this because I have the the other two. I love the first one, and the second one is serviceable. It's decent enough. Um, um, and so I'm like, ah, let's see what Victor Salva is up for part three. And uh, they got the same director, which there's obviously controversy behind him. And I'm not going to get into that. Um, so, uh, some spoilers here, minor spoilers, because I do want you to watch this at some point. Um, this is actually, I would consider this to be Jeepers Creepers part 1.5. Uh, this takes place between the first one and the third one. Second one. Um. I'm sorry, the second one. Well, which would now be almost considered the third one, because this is literally like... Why on earth? Was there a good reason to do that? Um, kind of. I mean, it works for what it is. I'm like, it kind of works. Um, it's... Uh, I, part of me wonders if they did this to get away from uh, smartphones. Like... Oh, yeah, that's, that's a very real thing that's happening right now. It is, yeah. And so there's a, you know, there is a bit more of a... We're basically just dealing with people with guns in trucks trying to kill the creeper, not technology that, you know, advanced technology. So I kind of get that. And it does actually fit into the those two movies pretty good, the first one and the second one. Uh, but it's kind of more of the same. Um, there's a cop or a couple cops that are after the creeper. We get a lot of uh, the the truck in this one, which I thought was great because that was one of the best parts of the first movie. The truck is back and it's all booby-trapped all to hell, which is great. It was so cool. A couple good kills. Um, Wait a minute. Couple... You mean it, it booby-trapped like somebody else is trying to drive it? and it's, Or you mean it's got lots, lots of uh, oh, it's, weapons? It's, a, it's got lots of weapons okay, and stuff okay. to, to, do, to do nasty things. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. And, uh, you know, it's like they, they almost got away with very little, uh, very little CGI, but then, then there's the glaring CGI, like the sci-fi original CGI. Every now and then it pops up. They're like, ah, come on! And I, I, I'm sure that this one probably didn't have the budget that the first two did, but still, it's like you honestly, like you 
could have done something different than that. There was one part where there was this CGI ball contraption rolling down the road that's kind of a bomb that the Creeper has that blows up cars. And it's so CGI'd. And I'm like, you really could have just made some big, I don't know, fake-looking Creeper ball thing and thrown it down the road <laughs> instead of this obviously fake-looking, weird, football-y-looking thing with spikes on it. That I'm like, that's straight-up sci-fi original stuff going on right there. Um, anyway, for what it's worth, the movie is good. Um, after it was done, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of forgettable, but I'm like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a fun late night horror movie that I will watch probably numerous times. It's getting tons of hate, um, for just its technical merits. And I'm like, it's not that bad. I'm like, it's a Jeepers Creepers movie. It's probably better than the second one. It's not as good as the first one, but it's better than the second one. So it's no Resident Evil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite Last Witch Hunter, but it's no Resident Evil. Yeah, I, I just—I wonder if 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 they would have had the same budget as the first two, uh, this would have definitely been better. But as it is, it's that creeper is such a cool creation. Um, uh, that, you know, that, October. Put, put it yeah. on my October list. So. Okay, and then uh, last but not least, uh, a Scream Factory release, yet another slasher movie that uh, I've watched numerous times on DVD through the years, and it's been one that has been so hard to make out what's going on on the screen because it's so dark and murky, and that is 1981's Hell Night, starring Linda Blair. Have you seen this movie, or have you heard of it? I think Uh, I've come across it on one of the streaming, the free streaming sites, but I haven't watched it. It uh, the cover is extremely iconic. Now the cover of the Blu-ray is uh, is new artwork for Scream Factory, which is gorgeous. But the original cover has Linda Blair holding onto this this uh, gate, and behind her is this big haunted house looking place, and very iconic. I mean, growing up in the VHS stores, this was always there. Uh, so I've watched this movie numerous times, and this is the first time that I watched it with the mindset of okay, this is. Uh, Kind of a slasher movie, but more of a gothic horror movie, kind of gothic haunted house type thing. Because every time I watch the movie, and it's, you know, it's many years in between my viewings of it, I always am like, oh, okay, I got to see this other, this this slasher movie with Linda Blair. And I'm always like, ah, it's not that gory. Um, And it's a little bit slow paced. Well, this time I watched it with the mindset of gothic horror first with some slasher elements. um, And I came away really, really liking the movie, uh, borderline loving it. This <clears throat> this movie, I guess, was all but lost, like the original film elements are lost thus far. So Scream Factory found the best possible print of it, which was, I believe, 35 millimeter, and it shows, uh, but it works in, in that, like, the new Harry Potter movie that I talked about, uh, that's 35 millimeter. It looks beautiful. This looks like a grind, like a really good HD grindhouse print of like a blu-ray print print of a 35 millimeter film and it really is it makes the movie i think really cool like it looks high definition but it still has this really grainy look to it and it's almost like the film is kind of scratched up a little bit kind of like uh grindhouse the yeah robert rodriguez so it's kind of like that but it adds to the gothic creepiness of it and um the movie is a lot of fun this one that i want you to watch but i i I just want you to know that when you do watch it, don't go in thinking uh, blood-soaked slasher movie. It's not that. It is just a leisurely-paced, gothic, 
early 80s horror movie with some really cool slasher elements and a pretty cool monster, too. But thumbs up. Right. Big thumbs up. October. Um, now, you yep. said that uh, she's holding up a fence on the cover art? You know, she's kind of she's she's trying to get out of this place, and so she's like she's grasping this big gate thing, trying to get out. It's oh, I was gonna say is is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis next to her holding a giant cutout D? Cutout D. Oh, that joke wasn't for you. That joke was for Stephen and other sports fans that are dying right now. Defense, defense. Huh, huh. Oh, that's not for you. That joke is not for you, uh, sir. That is no, for no, their listening audience. No, it wasn't. Who are who are crying right now? Just just crying. Sports <laughs> uh, uh, sports freaks. <laughs> nope, that's all right. Next, uh, <laughs> oh, that's 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 all she wrote. We're ending on Hell Night. All right, you want to do a coming soon? What do you got coming soon? Um. Uh, yes, let me think here. I got uh, a William Friedkin movie called The Guardian, and um, oh. some Spanish Inquisition movie called Inquisition. <laughs> Solid. Um, and uh, Grizzly from Code Red, which I believe I've talked about on this show already. It's Jaws, but with a grizzly bear. It's great. George, uh, not George e- Eastman. Oh. Um, George, uh, what's his name? Westman. Uh, he was in. He was in Pieces. He's yeah, did, did, you don't know his name. What was his name? Uh, anyway, that guy. <laughs> uh, I'm ashamed of you. Um, yeah, I know. Okay, anything else? Uh, more schlock. What do you? I mean, it's me, <laughs> schlock. I'm I'm watching animated shit right now. I'm I'm just all about it. It's it's me. What are you gonna do? Uh, I no, I have started a new anime series on Netflix called Devil Man and Crybaby. And so far, it is just disturbing. I've only watched one episode, but it is so messed up. Uh, we'll see where we're coming with that. I, a Devil Man was an actual anime character, or, well, a manga character than to anime character. I know he has some other series out there. I haven't watched any of them, but this is the first time I'm kind of interacting with him. And it, yeah, Holy shit. If you want to talk about triple X rated, it, it's hardcore. I also got DVDs of Flight of the Navigator I'm going to be rewatching hopefully soon, and Heavy Metal. I picked that up nice. just to... I, Heavy Metal 2000 I like better, but, you know, I, I, got, I can't just have the sequel, not the original. Yeah. So I'll probably give that one a watch. Um, Doctor Strange from the 70s, the original. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I just, it's just kitsch. I just had to yeah. buy it just because. Same reason I buy yeah. those Captain America ones from the... Whenever they were made, the old shitty Corman-esque ones. And I've got a boatload of other Blu-rays, 13 hours. Um, Good movie. A Cure for Wellness, that's another blind buy. And let me see here, Hunt for Red October. I, I, It was so cheap I could not not buy it. It was two bucks for a steel book. I, oh, nice. Gotta get that's that. Great movie. I can't wait to rewatch that one. Uh, Legend of Tarzan. Decent enough. No. I haven't seen that one yet. That's another one. Sicario I got on Blu-ray for super cheap, so I'm looking forward to rewatching that. And Warcraft. You got some good stuff. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, a ton of good shit from my my buying <clears throat> free-for-all from the end of the year. Yeah. Oh, and one more movie uh, that I just I thought of, too. Another Code Red movie called uh, Raw Force, which kind of ties in with the whole... Uh, Ass pounding, whatever we were talking about in the beginning. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah it's raw a cold force. Board. I'm like, ah, oh, let's end on that note. With and then the cover is literally like this 
fist um, coming out of the water or something. And I'm like, ah, yeah. Fist of fury. That's a good callback, sir. I, I was trying to think of something that could call back to you just getting ass slammed, but uh, I don't think <laughs> raw there's force, raw, force. raw force. It is. Yeah. Oh, that, I watched that one in October. Didn't I? Is that the what? one on the Island with the, no, no, no. Wait, wait, there's raw force. Oh boy. That um, is the one I watched in October. Okay, it's not that. Um, oh, great. Oh, that's all right. Or Force... I'm sorry, Force 5. Wow, you're going to just cut off... That's no, nonsense. Not. No, no, no. No, I'm not. Uh, we can't. Force we... 5. Force Have you heard of a movie five. called... I'm looking right now. 1981? That's it. Yep. A martial arts expert leads a team of fellow martial artists to rescue a senator's daughter from an island ruled by the evil leader of a fant- fanatical religious... That sounds amazing. That's the one. Yep, I just got that. And the and the cover of it is this fist coming out of a island and yeah, yeah, these, yeah. Force of five. It's it's yeah. Well, force of five can still slam your ass, I guess, with a yeah, fist. Yeah, but it's not, it's not as hard as raw force. Yeah. You know, it, raw force your fist of five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I can't believe I got them. I'm like, ooh, this is so witty. It's raw force. Oh wait, or not? It's force five. It's all yeah, right. It's... They're not all home runs. And they don't have to. Be. The price is free. <laughs> Yeah, don't exactly. complain. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. That's, <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode. I will right. uh, talk to you next week. <laughs> All right. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening.